and welcome to another episode of the Momos and the Appas, a podcast discussing the Avatar Universe's folklore episode by episode. We are your hosts, Eric Lefebri, Dr. Amber Jones, and Jessica Tercero. We are continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, we are well into Book Two Earth, and we've made it to Chapter 11, The Desert. In this chapter, after an incredible loss, Aang struggles for process, and Katara saves the day once again. So, to recap, um, a whole lot of things happened at, like, the same time. Like, they got the information about the Fire Nation, the library was sinking, Toph was trying to save them. In trying to save them, she's not able to save Appa in like one of the most heart-wrenching scenes ever. Um, and with all of that, like, it's like the last episode ended with all of these like quick things. And I feel like this episode, they they pace it so well because now it's just like, it's kind of like quiet and like nobody knows what to do. And it just seems like imminent death yeah um this episode is i feel like we've seen ang like like hold it together really well like throughout mm. the rest of the series right even if things are going wrong he might be like a little bit bummed or like a little bit heated but like never i mean we saw his rage when they killed the moon spirit in at the end yeah. of uh, or when he saw what the Fire Nation did, right? And that was just like this explosion yes. of instant Avatar state, right? But this one, yeah. um, Aang, like, and I feel like you can um, you can argue that in those moments, it's not just his rage, but it's the rage of all the Avatars like coming to this realization yeah. at the same moment. Oh, yeah. But in this moment, this is the one where Aang really owns this deep frustration and anger mm -hmm. and sadness and loss that he i mean like he's had to try to process like everybody he knows being dead but like at least he's got appa his best friend yeah. that's like you know that his hasn't changed that's his he's his constant right he's like uh he's the one thing that's always been there so then his foundation yeah to like really lose that we get to see this other side of ang that isn't like instantly triggered in in terms of like you know like avatar state whoa my god yeah, like you know no. it's just ang like absolutely enraged and upset and um really kind of mean to everybody and blaming everybody yeah. when i mean there's really nobody to blame but i mean when you're when you're in that mindset of like grief uh -huh. and loss and, you know, like what ifs and, you know, yeah. like, I mean, he even like lashes out at Toph. He's like, why did you let him take him? And she's like, look, it's either you guys like, you know, you guys die yeah. at, in the library because I was the only thing holding that up or Appa leaves and I didn't know how to make that choice and I couldn't let my friends die. I couldn't let. So I this is yeah. what I this is what and happened. Honestly, I did it. Like, she couldn't have even known exactly what was happening until it was, like, too late. Like, mm -hmm. she, like, had tried to, like, strike them, but it got, like, nowhere close to it. But even, like, by then, like, there was so much happening. And I can only imagine, like, knowing the kind of person Toph develops into, like, 
that being like maybe one of the most shameful parts of her life like because she didn't have the time to master how to see properly in sand um because she's someone who like literally like past that point she doesn't lose like this is maybe mm-hmm. like the only time we actually see Toph lose yeah. at something her foundation is also gone like she like yeah. even if she let go of the castle which was like the element that she knows that she can control yeah. like that that the only thing at this point that she could have done really because what could she have done to save Appa when she can't even she can't use sand she doesn't have any of those other skills she can't even see what's happening you know everything is so like she's talks a lot about how it's fuzzy about you know like she did the literal only thing that she was capable of doing in that moment and she's already beating herself up about it she's always already has this much like grief and it's like I may not I may have saved my friends but I also killed them because now we're going to be stuck in this desert and then Aang comes in and just like every time that anybody else is like a little bit down or there's a moment where he can just like Mm -hmm. dig in that's what he does to everybody like because again he's a child and doesn't know how to process this grief right yeah Um, and it's it's visceral you can feel his emotions through it and they do such a good job of like layering on all of this pressure all at once like there's not a single person who wouldn't be freaking out at this moment like there are just so many times where they would have been dead and gone if it wasn't for Appa and they all know that um, but also they're in the middle of a fucking desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Everything, everything's against them. And on yeah. top of it, like, Sokka is, is high on cactus juice. <laughs> I love it so much. So he's kind of, him and Momo are out of capacity. Yeah. Like, they're essentially just dead weight at this point. Toph feels like shit because she's lost. Yeah. She's not used to it mm-hmm. and she feels responsible for everything ang is in a full panic so katara yeah, is literally the only lashing one who's out like, yeah hey we have to live yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like be be whatever you need to be do it yeah like th- th- whatever but like keep going we have to go like ang's reaction like yes he's being mean and yes it's uncalled for and yeah. i 100 agree but it is like but- if it isn't damn well somewhere we've all been before, like yeah, just, I was like, Ugh. like I'm it's a such super a, nice such person, a... but I've totally lashed out at people. Yeah, when something like especially that, especially when it had like... nothing to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they just happen to be there, and yeah. there's just there's no way through it but through it, yeah. and that's just what's happening here and it just makes it makes it a hard episode because of that right like they're not sugarcoating the idea that like this could be it for appa or this could they could die in the desert it's very clear like this is a hard a hard thing and these emotions are real like it's very it's it's palpable it's tangible it's like it it like it just i mean uh, Katara being like, "Hey, can you go water bend some water out of that cloud? Like, like, can you? We need some nourishment." And then he comes down and he's like, "It's a fucking desert cloud. It doesn't have any water. Fuck! I did the I best that I could. And fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I know. Like, I we know. Yeah. Like, it was a shot. Ch- it was a shot. And there's, 
I think like in the early years of binging this show, I think that there were times that I skipped over this episode a lot. Um, but then in the more recent years in watching this episode, I think I really got a deeper appreciation for how good and important this episode is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you, you guys know that my thesis on Avatar is Katara saves the world without Katara there is nothing um because this entire episode like you said uh Aang is lashing out and literally can't see straight because of all of the rage her fucking older brother and Momo are high as balls tripping (laughs) tripping actual balls yeah. Uh, Toph is defeated and just is like, okay, I guess we're gonna die now. And Katara, like, none of that is weighing her down. She is like, okay, what's in front of me? We gotta stay alive. What what do we have to stay alive? Okay, I have my bending water. Like, that's the benefit of being a water bender because, like, my materials. We also need to li- live. And like, and she was like really rationing that water, yo. And even even the moment where she devises the plan of uh, walking at night and yeah. sleep, resting during the day, the and moment using... she's like, "Okay, we'll do that." She turns, everyone's asleep, and she's like, "Okay, I right. will. I'll stay up. Yeah. We'll leave in a few hours." Like she's still, even despite it all, like, she's still. This the only one who's going to get them this. And this clarity. And I know that, like, yeah. as amazing as it is, like, we can also step back and realize why she is able to do that. Um, mm. Because, like, I'm someone, like, I'm real good in a direct crisis. Like, I can access, like, that kind of, like, calmness and focus on, okay, we need to do this, that, and this. Um, and it comes from fucking having to figure things out at too young of an age when you shouldn't have been the only one figuring things out. Yeah. And Katara, like she's so strong and she is absolutely 100% the reason why they survive the desert. Um, but at the same time, like she's just displaying like, okay, I got this. You know, my mom died and my dad ran off to war and, you know, everybody thinks like Sokka was protecting everybody, but, you know, like right now he's high off of his balls. Um, But, you know, it was me. Yeah. And Aang lost his foundation. I'm the foundation for this family. We still have a foundation. Yeah, she's so cognizant of the fact that she's what's keeping everybody together to the point to where people, like, they will lash out at her and she's like, okay, that's fine. I know you don't mean this, right? Like, yeah. she's the only one that, like, really has the, the like, you know, again, Aang is blinded by grief. Sokka's fucking mm. high. Toph doesn't have, <laughs> like, her foundation under her. Everybody is, like, they, you know, they can't put their 
best foot forward at all because like everything is fucked for them and so she's yeah. like okay cool well we have this really important information that we have to get to bossing say i'm going to use these scrolls yeah. that we have here um i'm going to use my water bending water let's uh here you could have a little drop you could have like i thought that was really cute and clever like with her like mm. literally like you know baby birding them with her like um with her bending like yeah she's like the, she had the force to like not only take care of her friends but also be like it, one it's important for us to survive but also mm. we have to get this information to Ba Sing Se because uh, otherwise the world is fucked forever like so yeah. she's carrying the weight of that, her yeah. friends lives and the entire world on her so shoulders but you're so right Amber mm -hmm. she's carrying it effortlessly like I feel yeah. like this is one of the episodes where she's just doing what she needs to do and she's so clear about what she needs to do she's like great yeah. this is how we're gonna do this this is how we're gonna handle it she's she comes up with the ideas and that absolutely like... comes from like her you know also... uh, like you said like having um having to figure shit out and having to be that person and deal with that trauma on her own like as a kid like I see this and I'm like Katara I see you like I feel like yeah. the, some of the times where I'm the most level-headed is like in an absolute crisis moment and it's like no great yeah. we're gonna get all this done I feel I feel like I know my place in that world and that's yeah, that's kind of like, how Katara walks in this space she's like yes I and have I this. read that about uh like adults with adhd that like you're good in a crisis because like your brain is kind of always in chaos and so when it like matches outside like there's just something about it that like okay i know how to move yeah it and yeah and so katara just embodies this like she's really a genius and and especially when you take into context, they're in a fucking desert. How many waterbenders would have fucking panicked because they were in a desert and their well, element I was literally... is it nowhere near? Yeah. Yeah. Her crisis mitigation is like on point. Like the way that it is an immediate, like, yes, it's scary and it sucks, but we have to do this. Like the moment when she has the last of her water and then Momo jumps through it and it falls in the sand and Zuko's like, fuck, like, no, oh my God. And she's like, stop, there's water, I will bend it. Here it is. Still here. We have the water. Please stop freaking out. And even, even in the moment when like Aang goes, goes into Wrath Avatar state, everyone's backing she's up the, she's the uh, only one walking to him a it's because also she's she knows him she's gone through this before i'm assuming b also yeah. she's exhausted so there's probably a level of like i like, literally do not care <laughs> if i die get fucking hug me i get it i cried Just hug me like please <laughs> Yeah, it's just like you're gonna be mad if I let you like, murder these come, people. Come here, let's stop it. Literally, <laughs> like I'm so tired, and you are so right to be feeling this, like, and I get it because I'm sad and you're sad. <laughs> let's go find him. Like yeah. he's gone. You got the answer. Yeah. Oh, let's just go find gosh. him. For me, that <laughs> moment was just like so. Like yeah. I think I before we like started recording i told you guys like i fucking uh -huh. wept because it's just like that moment yeah. of like yeah her like you know him just mm. feeling all of his feelings and like just lashing yeah. out and just her again being just so calm and just like mm. feeling that with him 
like and just going yeah. up and just hugging him and being like you know like just I making s- space for him. i see you like in like you know i'm here for you like that's yeah making space it's just like oh god damn <laughs> like i was like i'm not ready for this i forgot yeah. about this episode <laughs> yeah i'm like katara this, like this is why you are the, I, the mighty katara and i hate that people would ever like discount you or think that you were just like oh i i believe in us and we got to keep going because no, no no it's so much more complex than that yeah like that is strategic i also right like that there. in this because if she would have even lost her yeah. shit a little bit they all would have been dead. Absolutely. Like, yeah. without question. She's the only reason they're alive. I also like that in this moment, this scene in particular, it's like the moment that any of them can help yeah. in any way, they do, right? Like, there's a desperation and, like, a, a hopelessness yeah. in the desert because there's literally nothing they can do but walk. But the moment that it's like, Oh, we see these traitors. Toph is like, that's him. That's his voice. Here's exactly what he said. I know it verbatim. That's, that's that the fucker dude. who took him. No questions asked. I'm like, are you sure? I'm positive. It's him. 100%. Like, as soon as she has a chance to help with the knowledge that she has, she doesn't even hesitate. Yeah. It's like, nope, him. Yeah. That one. That one there who just. Uh, and then, the like, uh, back to the genius I, of Katara. When she was out of water <laughs> to bend, she literally was like Toph's seeing eye bender and yeah. like helped Toph shoot yeah. rocks in the right place. And I'm just like, my girl Katara doesn't stop thinking. Mm-hmm. Not one second. Yeah. Like, uh, like I just want to hug her she... in this episode because I'm just like, this is yeah. genius. This is so much more than just being a motherly figure. This is everything. And you deserve all the yeah. clout for it. It's also strange to know that she's not going to get a moment of rest until the series is over. No, not one. Like, like not well, only has I she mean... already been going, but like this is where we start really hitting the pavement a little bit yeah arguably on fire island or ember island they all kind of get a little mini vacation so she'll get a break later on for like a day (laughs) and at that point it's also like that's near the end you know what i mean more growth and more bullshit for katara to deal with but like here here she saves the day yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about just briefly mention with the sandbenders how the son mm. was like the one that did it, and he's like, "What you think that we did it? Oh, blah blah blah, right?" Like, obviously trying to be like, "No, mm. fuck you! I got away with this." Um, he only apologizes, or he doesn't apologize for stealing it. He only apo- or for stealing Momo. He mm. only apologizes because mm. it was the Avatar. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really clear uh, or it's important to make that distinction mm. because it's like kind of just a throwaway line. But like mm. never once is he sorry about stealing from another person and leaving them to die yeah. in the desert. He's only sorry because it's the avatar and it's going to have immediate consequences for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we don't get to see any sort of like, you know, 
like we're done with the sandbenders literally right yeah. after that but um, also like he did destroy two of their things which have to be important um and like you know they i i assume that they survived because like they know how to survive in the desert but like i assume like they go home and they're like yeah we almost got murdered by the avatar like we had to run for our lives yeah it's, well, I it... hope that it was like, I mean, because it was really just that one guy and his like friends, right? Like the dad was like, yeah. we would never fucking do that. What are you talking about? Everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I I hope that when they got home, he got like a real good talking to like his like, you know, sand boat was the one that was destroyed and he had to like mm. ride on the back of his daddy. Right. Or like ride in the middle or... seat. <laughs> or I don't All know. Maybe home. like. I could also see like this is dispelling from the community bad, you know. Yeah. Like he could have gotten his whole family murdered Absolutely. because of what? Because he had to be like a little gangster and steal whatever he could steal for literally and how much money? Like, yeah. And still not apologize, not even feel bad for it. Like, yeah, fuck him yeah. so hard. Uh, also, um, I want to talk about the town, but before I talk about the town, oh, yeah. I want to talk about, um, that great feet moment that we got, because that's also kind of relevant to, <laughs> um, Okay. It's happening. And I'm so excited that it's happening. That Dan Schneider is like getting his fucking due. Oh, <laughs> that is like, so where was good. there a feet moment in this episode? I missed it. Um, isn't it where? Oh, I'm sorry. That was the last one, right? Oh, okay, I'm, okay, I'm okay. conflating. We'll oh, the yeah. <laughs> it's the feet. So we can well, cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to to that point, I mean, it's more more updates on his ass. I, yeah. I mean, he's trending. Like after this new book came yeah. out, he's trending. People are starting to be like, wait, why is he still like around? Like I know he doesn't yeah, work with them anymore, he, but like. like had like he has like very recent projects like 2021 projects yes yeah i didn't even realize that he's i mean he's still working he's just no longer like one of the heads of nickelodeon and it's i'm I'm just i'm hoping that this book and this current trend of discussing him and the shit yeah, that he's done he, he tainted all of our childhood he really nickelodeon did. would rather pay hush money than yeah. Ow. like yeah, fire were... him and like to me that's just kind of parallel to like the we're going to keep ezra miller as the flash but cancel fucking batgirl oh my god like Are you uh me? like he ezra miller like it just came out that he had like a cult and stuff like that like did They're... you see all that shit the... I'm, like, I'm like what what parts of this can i actually believe i don't know <sighs> like it's weird that their real life seems like what you would like look at Ezra Miller and think like oh yeah I bet this is what their life is yeah I mean from what I've seen and I really get a lot of my information from TikTok where like it'll be like I saw them in whatever and it's like it's them and like, like being I just as know, like, wild as you think they would be being in a public space and you're like oh no have we at least gotten them out of Hawaii like the people of Hawaii don't deserve don't, this no they literally don't deserve it's, this chaos it's so weird and like multiple people's lives 
were like kind of ruined by just like that one show and he worked on many many shows yeah like i never knew like the reason why ariana grande has to like wear her hair in ponytails forever wait i thought it was just why? a brand thing oh because on her show like she had this bright red hair and instead of just like getting her a good wig or something they insisted on like dyeing it like she dyed it like every two weeks for like <gasps> years and her hair was just like like completely ruined her grade of hair like I think I don't know if it's like to this day but like that is why she started and branded as like just like the ponytail girl because I thought that was just part of the brand oh my god no I always thought so too fuck that no and I'm like you know however you feel about that girl that is something with deep psychological wounds um to know that like your your body has been permanently altered for a fucking kids show you were on for a few years yeah like mm-hmm. that's and like knowing like how young she was and just who yeah that's real bad Ugh. yeah gross i'm i mean I, we are not we are not nickelodeon affiliated so we can talk as much no. shit as we need to about all of this stuff yeah. <laughs> um, we are free range uh yeah, yeah it's and just... like you're the one who's put this filth in front of our yeah. innocent little baby eyes we're simply just we're simply <sighs> commenting on it yes Um, okay, back to the episode. Um, we haven't talked about Jess, you brought it up the town. We get this whole side story with um Zuko and Iroh. Uh yes, the yes, yes. On, on the run, um the 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 bounty, as it were. Mm-hmm. And this is also I, is it our first introduction to the White Lotus? I think it is. At is least, it? yeah, because really they were just concrete. like at it. Yeah, yeah. concrete yeah. in the sense that like it's not just an idea. It's like yeah. there is somebody who's confirming that this is like some club adjacent thing, who is validating like, oh um, yes, you are of us and we are whatever. And like, yeah, there's there's validation happening that makes it more of an idea, more of a real. Um, thing so for the listener they go to this town they're on the run mm-hmm. uh and oh yeah they were like ambushed by that like group of like firebender specialists and yeah. stuff and they were old friends um they have this cool fight one thing i've noticed about iroh is he doesn't firebend unless he has to Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. He didn't firebend in their fight against like those other soldiers that were his old friends. Um. And I think that that is such a a choice, and I love it for Iroh. Yeah. You know, the, same. The spiritual being that at this point is going by Iroh. Um. Because it feels it feels I know that he he is not like um a pacifist generally. Mm-hmm. Because there is still some violence, but it is all sort of yeah. like, in like it's needed for the sake of the scenario. 
but mm-hmm. his lack his intentional uh lack of using mm-hmm. the bending does feel sort of pacifistic like I, and it also kind of feels like the firebending philosophy that Zhang Zhang is was trying to mm-hmm. teach Aang that like you know fire it's so volatile you have to be really really certain when you use it because you can't take fire back yeah um and so I kind of just see like here is another way of Uncle Iroh embodying this like this truer higher philosophy of firebending that not every situation means you gotta use fire yeah, yeah. uh I think that's so I don't know. Iroh is such a cool character because he doesn't he doesn't even have to use fire to kick these guys ass. And like when you look at Iroh, like, you know, like generally as a person, if you knew nothing about him, you would be like, Mm -hmm. this guy, like he's going to be easy target. It's not going to be a thing. This is going to be fine. And he like kicks their fucking ass. Like (laughs) it was just like I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, and then to follow that up, like, again, like you're saying, Amber, mm-hmm. without even having to bend, right, goes mm-hmm. and, like, suddenly is, Random like... Random tavern. Random tavern sh- plays a game of pie show, and they're, like, grandmaster, oh, my gosh, right? Like, which, like, is so cool because to me, I'm, like, that, like, obviously, like, playing pie show and, and ending it, ending the game the way that it does like that's all code right so in Mm -hmm, that is probably code for this is who i am this is my stat like all of that right and i'm like this is Mm -hmm. fucking cool this is so incredible and Mm -hmm. then to be like wait grandmaster hold on and then they like go to the back room and they're like yo zuko you have to stay here (laughs) like yeah and i was uh, like secret society shit i'm sorry you gotta stay in the back you're not an initiate (laughs) and that's the the first time i think that we see him like leave zuko out of something and he's just Mm -hmm. like hey you have to stay out here i'm sorry but here is what i really really wanted to talk with you both about in this episode like the little code that he gives the guy I forgot what the guy says, like, who is it here at the door? But Iroh says something like someone who's tasted the fruit and knows of its mysteries or something. And there's just something that popped up in my head that had never occurred to me before. I'm like, there is totally orgies in the White Lotus, like 1000%. There has to be some sort of ceremony where they eat this mysterious fruit and taste its wonders. Like, that's what it says. Who's eaten the fruit and tasted its wonders. And I'm like... Like, I know that... There's definitely orgies, and I I bet Iroh goes down on you for, like, hours. Like, Okay, (laughs) Amber, the way that I've thought about this... Um, it's he would be such a passionate lover uh like like the most agreed attuned astute kind like there would be so much giggling during that sex there'd be so much like joy there'd be so much like 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 just you know the waves of like like intensity and like like intense and then there's like casual pillow talk and then it's intense and like mm-hmm. like there would be so many waves to it. i just i've yes. i've thought about it uh. some time with it <laughs> i agree yeah like that june lady like come on you are a woman of the world this little act of like oh whatever old guy i don't like you flirting with me and i'm like 
Come on, June. You know. <laughs> Come on. I- Iroh is not just an old you guy. You seem like a lady who knows something about something. You're saying you're looking at that man. And you're not. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like, buy it. Like, she only did that because she knew she was on a kid's show. Yeah, literally. Because he, he's She's li- like, there's fucking kids watching. Shut up. He is so just. Uh, he's so attuned to the world that I'm like, he, there is, there is not a chance in hell he's not good at sex. Like, he has, yeah. he's one of the best, if not the best. And he's like, studied the ways of all of the nations. Yes. You're saying he's like, oh, I'll study all of your martial arts, but not the art of fucking? Literally. No. <laughs> he knows. I um, love so- that we bring all of this to Avatar, to this, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, would-be children's show, because, like, I, like, yeah. Because They're the ones who there. wrote that They line. wrote this. They Someone wrote this. who has tasted the fruit or eaten the fruit and tasted her wonders and you know mm-hmm. what they 100% they, that whole group without a doubt and that's I'm assuming that's part of it there's like a transcendence yeah. of of like a transcendence of gender a transcendence Gotta of like the, the 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 yeah like the earthly yeah. of everything they've transcended those divisions in this way that and, and I'm sure there's the camaraderie camaraderial I don't know the camaraderie aspect of the group of like we're the only ones who have this like we're like I yeah they're just like a big they fuck yeah I don't even know the saying they have without a doubt like and like master like Sokka's master that he gets later sexy man are you kidding me it's hot it's hot people I mean yeah with we well, boomy, kind of, kind of rough. Uh, sure, <laughs> a little um, too chaotic for me. But you know, a little. No, that's what I mean. He's like a little, a little too in much in the dark. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, if I can't tell you how many, yeah, never mind. It's just yeah. like I. Old men are so bad Boomy at kissing. Can I tell you that? Old men genius, are so bad I'm at kissing. Eric and I will both tell you. Never, uh... Old guys are so bad at kissing. It's crazy. Um, except Iroh. Iroh would not be. He would be so good. Cool. Uh, no. Okay. Um, where were we? Where kissing we were we about the town? Fucking. Kissing Iroh. Oh my god. <laughs> Wish. And how Iroh has definitely fucked his way around the world. You know what line I was not stoked on in this? What? Um, the line where Sokka is like pissed off and he's just like mad because Toph ran into him and he's like, can't you watch where you're going? Oh, oh, wait, never uh, mind. Yeah. I, and she it, was like, no. It bothers me because <laughs> it's played for like it's supposed to be funny, right? Like, oh my God, blind yeah. joke. Like dis- she's disabled. Ha ha. Yeah. But also, like, because it's, like, the lowest hanging fruit and because he's, yeah. like, I, I hate that, like, there's these moments where, like, they just conveniently, for the joke, forget about her disability. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, again, I, it's, 
Mm. They explore her disability in much more clever ways. Like, yeah. like when they are like fly, they were flying around on Appa once, like looking for something in the desert. Oh. She's like, look, there it is. And so everyone fun. like looked and she was that like, was great. Like that was hilarious. That was genius. Because whenever, this, yeah, eh. whenever they keep, whenever they put the, like the power into her hands to mm-hmm. yeah. like make fun or make jest of, yeah. It works because it's coming from a place of like, no, this is like, this is mine. I, yeah, I have this. This is for me to do. for herself. Exactly. But like other people, no, I don't like it. Yeah. As somebody soon, like, oh, wait, oh, whoops, I forgot your point. Like, like just shut, because just she makes it look easy does not mean it's easy. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's, it is, it is, it's a reminder that like, it's not all the show isn't all good yeah. all the time. Like, this yeah. is still going to be misteps. like, they make missteps. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they do it frequently enough. Um, like in this next just, episode. Yeah, where it's just <laughs> like you know what? Um, just yeah, it's just it is like you said, it's low hanging mm-hmm. fruit. It's if it wasn't there, it would change nothing about the episode. It adds nothing yeah. to the episode. Um, it's just empty, empty space. There is one thing that also stands out in this episode that like never really happens another time. Aang like willfully hurts an animal like he like so one of like the big buzzard wasps or whatever like takes Momo and so that triggers him again and he's feeling all that pain again and he's like oh no I'm not leaving I'm not losing another fucking person of our team goes after them but even after he gets Momo back he continues pursuing it and he knocks it out of the air with air bending um and i think it's the only time anything like that ever happens um and it's just it's very interesting and i think worth noting that is so true that i mean i mean that's a great i hadn't even yeah. considered that but yeah that's yeah. true because that is so unlike him yeah like it was flying away it was seeking refuge like it was like i'm yeah. out of here by you made it was point. like shit I can't do you, this. you got it and but ang was like no must hurt this animal yeah and it's just so the opposite of who he is and i know of course it's an expression of his pain um but that was like such a cool way to again show another layer of the kind of pain Aang is feeling like it's not just like physical it's not just emotional like who he is has been rocked yeah mm-hmm. it and is i mean it's it is a very clever and subtle way to who show you it are when you get rocked like that you can do all kinds of things that aren't in your character hurt people hurt people yes <laughs> hurt people hurt bees Yes, and buzzard wasps, whatever they are. Yeah, go to therapy, save the bees. Yeah, yeah. Or like avatars will literally hurt an animal before going to therapy. Um, okay, well, thank you all so much for joining us again on a gorgeous little episode of the Momos and the Appas. Music and editing by Eric Lefebvre. Artwork by David Tercero. Please don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts because it really helps us. And bleep, bloop, bleep. Yeah. And remember, there is light and dark in all of us. Uncle Iroh 
can um you know be the rock star of the orgy but he was also a war it's true. criminal <laughs> he might be the best kisser on earth but at the end of the day he was a war criminal yeah, he um, might have gone down for you for literally hours. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's a worker. <laughs> oh my god. We all have yeah. It's true. Um Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like The patriarchy Systemic racism Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not Nostalgia. <laughs> Follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye.